Hello, my name is Jordan. At the age of 16, I was diagnosed with a myriad of mental health challenges. I've spent thousands of hours with psychiatrists, therapists, doctors, counselors, and many, many more other mental health professionals. And with that, of course, comes with uh, me trying just about every combination of medication that exists. I've studied dozens of self-help regimes, practices, and techniques, and implement them to the best of my ability in my daily life. The psyche of the modern man has been shaped to turn a blind eye to mental health, introspection, and physical health. Dozens of statistics and studies show very hard, concrete evidence of this trend. It's time for that to change. We will be focusing on a wide range of topics from money to intimacy issues, anger to pleasure, self-talk to charity, and many, many more. I welcome any and all listeners to join us, whether you are a man, woman, or non-binary individual. Listen, I understand that men have dominated just about every facet of life for thousands of years. But an awakening is beginning to occur in men and culture. With this awakening, men now more than ever need patience and help to undo thousands of years of conditioning so that we can make this world a safer, kinder, and more loving place to live for everyone. Now let's get to the topic at hand today. Uh, But first... Mm. Don't take this personally, but you've got a lot of work you need to do on yourself. Yet, no shit. Show me someone who feels they are a perfect version of themselves, and I'll show you someone who's given up and just settled on denial. This episode is going to draw heavily on the book The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Um... It's a super quick read. I highly suggest it. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, from his books, The Four Agreements, said, Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be victim of needless suffering. So basically, everyone's walking around with a reality unto their own. How many times have you seen someone do something and your reaction is like, the fuck were they thinking? Or how do they live like that? What's funny is, is with those questions you're asking, you yourself are projecting your dream onto them. Now, this isn't born of negativity or or malice but in essence it's i have no way to see through my own reality my own dream into yours and you can you can turn that onto its head right it doesn't have to be born of malice so it could be used as a positive tool to simply say uh man i have no idea why they did that but they must have their reasons Don Miguel continues, he said, All people live in their own dream, in their own mind, 
they are in a completely different world from the one we live in. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world, and we try to impose our world onto their world. I want to repeat that. There's a a lot to unpack there. When we take something personally, we make the assumption that they know what is in our world, and we try to impose our world onto their world. Basically, this is saying, well, they must know everything about us, right? Their opinion can't be anything but objective because, I mean, they know my world. I know my world, so they must know my world. Which is just simply bullshit, right? No one knows everything about you. No one knows your experiences. No one knows the exact mood you're in. No one can be in your dream. So why, why is there pain when we perceive something as personal? I did an episode on uh, gracefully receiving compliments, right? Um, and I've really come to notice that we, we resist taking compliments as personal, right? But we love taking negative or triggering things as personal. We immediately take it as the truth. But if someone gives us a compliment, we're like, there's no way. You don't know anything about me. I'm actually a piece of shit, right? So you let your ego basically control that. So why do we take things personally? Well, hundreds of thousands of years have shaped us into being very social creatures. We truly need one another. And no matter how much society enforces the notion that, you know, men don't need nobody and fuck everyone else. I'm the alpha. I can live in the woods and eat bear meat. That's so ignorant of the truth. There's definitely people who can do that, but that's, that is not typical. I mean, if you just look back through human civilization, at a certain point, it was uh, better for someone to become a baker and someone be a farmer, and you specialized in things. But when you look at basically all creatures, right, we all need something from someone else, whether it's just a quick mate where they bite the head off of their mate that I'm looking at you, praying mantises, you guys are wild as shit. Um, or it's a long-lasting relationship. Uh, some animals may only need a uh, community for safety and resources, but humans have this like extra need. We have this need and desire for acceptance. We have this need to be inspired and challenged to grow. We need others to develop intellectually. What it all boils down to is when others speak, we feel and and think. When we hear others, we interpret what they've said, and oftentimes this communication can go misinterpreted or misunderstood or miscommunicated. And why? Well, because we live in our own dream. You hear what you want to hear. Now, I'm going to go off on an anecdotal tangent, but what I find fascinating is oftentimes those who misinterpret the most and become by instinct the most defensive are the ones that claim they need no one else. They are the alpha. You know, and 
sadly, this can often be attributed to abandonment at some point earlier in their life. At one point, they didn't get the love or praise or inspiration that they deserved. As such, they became calloused and self-sufficient as a means of survival. So when that person receives anything that can be misinterpreted as a criticism, they take it personally. They hear it as an attack on who they are wholly, not necessarily as a critique of their actions. That's just a tangent. I've come to notice, at least inside the dream I like to call my life, that the personal attacks that hurt the most are the ones that I believe to be true about myself. They're the ones that I try and hide or convince myself that are untrue or that I'm over. This episode was precipitated from something I've been attempting to work on with my therapist. I, you know, I'm wildly sensitive. That's probably, you know, that's that's why I have this podcast, you know, and I've always kind of self-identified as uh, I'm built like a teacup, you know, and and why do I identify as that? Well, I I imagine at some point in my life, um, I was told those things, whether directly or not, uh, but at this point, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, what mattered is how I interpreted them, and I let others uh, impose their dream onto mine. And vice versa, I impose my dream onto theirs, right? I assumed, okay, they must know everything about me, so what they're saying is true. And so I've come to self-identify with that. Now, you know, I clearly have a diagnosis as type 2 bipolar, so there's probably a lot of truth to that. And, you know, some of these things can be used as tools, right? I understand that I am sensitive, so I need to watch out for certain situations or I need to uh, be prepared or get ready for certain situations. So how do we stop taking things personally? Don Miguel wrote, even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements they have in their own mind. What they say is born of their dream, their reality. So let's break that down, right? First, it has nothing to do with you. People are in their own dream. Their dream is just as vivid as yours. But let's do an experiment, and we've done this one before. Got to go quick. Here we go. Think about something super embarrassing you did in high school. Did it come easily? Did it even maybe make you cringe? Maybe, maybe not. Good. Here's another quick one. Now think about something embarrassing someone else did in high school. Any luck? Time's up. Even if you could conjure something up in that short amount of time, how often do you think about it? Or how often do you think about the person who did it? And even if you do, is there much gravitas behind it? You might just go, man, I really wonder what Greg is up to. You know, almost never. You you never think about these things. Listen, everyone has their own shit going on. You rarely cross people's minds. And don't take that negatively. Take that as something super liberating. That asshole at the bar that bumped into you or cut you in line, 
isn't a reflection of you. They don't care about you, obviously. So don't care about them. Don't give them the power. That's not to say you wouldn't help them if they were in a burning building. It's just to say, not worth my fucking time because I wasn't worth theirs. Boop, it's gone. No longer think about it. So the second part of that quote is what people do or say is a reflection of them, not of you. I often use the phrase, people are our mirrors, when I feel funky about an interaction I had with someone else. So we're going to do another exercise. And this one is a little nebulous, right? There's some like magic and intrigue in it. Uh, So try and stick with me. Imagine a magic mirror. Now, this mirror only works in the following situation. You need two people. One person must hold the mirror while the other person peers into it. Now, this magic mirror has a magic knob that's on the side of it. And only the person looking into the mirror can manipulate and turn this knob left or right or center. Now, the magic is when you adjust this knob left or right. And as you look into it, and you start to move it either left or right, you notice that the mirror starts letting that which is behind it, the person holding the mirror, bleed through. And much like a Venn diagram, when you turn this knob left or right, you control how much you and the person holding the mirror are superimposed on one another. With this knob, you are completely in control of how much you see of yourself how much you see of the other, and how much you both overlap. And you can twist and adjust this at any time to any resolution you want. For me, that visual and that exercise lets me look at an interaction and twist the knob, and I get to think and explore, okay, was that really about me? Was it really about them? How much of it is about us? It allows me to look and go, wow, you know, I had a big smile on my face. I was really happy. And then when I start to slowly twist the knob, I can see, well, they were really tense. Maybe they were having a shitty day. Or I can say, whoa, we both had yawns on our face. This was just nothing more than a lack of sleep. We're blowing this out of proportion. This tool allows me to step back and try and understand where interactions are coming from, right? Is this really an attack? Is this an opportunity to learn about myself? You know, the long and short is that humans are very complicated and nothing is black and white. We all have our own shit going on. And for us to take things personally is to mistake that Everything is about us, that the whole world knows and understands us, when only the opposite is true. Be liberated in the fact that everything isn't about you. You are not under some cosmic microscope. Nothing is personal. But it can be an opportunity to take control 
where you can be lucid in your dream and make your own reality. And with that, I want to thank you all. Please follow, like, and share this with others. Please engage and follow me on Instagram at male mental health space or underscore space, I don't know, podcast. Spread any of the words that I've quoted or rambled on about with anyone that needs to hear it. All I can continue to do is put out the best content I can, but I need your help to spread the word. This is on us. This is all on us. Let's be the best soul, body, and mind we can be. Being a man, I'm second. Thank you.